Welcome to the Merge Boot Podcast. It seems today that all you see is Survivor on TV and contestants on movies. But where's a good old-fashioned podcast to talk about the movies? And it starts right now. I'm Joel Edmiston. I'm Cody Crane. And we have one thing in common. We want to talk about 180. What's 180, you see, you ask? Well, 180 is, uh, you see, is a movie that you probably haven't heard of. It's a movie starring uh, from Survivor, Token Chains, from Survivor Heroes vs. Villains, from Survivor, South Pacific, Benjamin, Coach Wade... Yeah, that's right. And of course, also from Survivor, uh, Exile Island from Survivor, Heroes vs. Villains, Danielle DiLorenzo. Yes, that's right. We're continuing our series of Survivors at the movies. And this week we're talking about a little indie flick called 180. What? You said, Joel, that uh, our listeners probably haven't heard of it, but our listeners happen to be the most informed listeners and podcasts. They also have been hearing us talk about it, uh, how we're going to do it for weeks. Yeah, so our listeners know, man. You got to give them credit. They're the most, you know, the, the, informed. They got their ear to the, the ground. Yeah, in the world. they got their ear to the ground on this kind of shit. So we both. So oh yeah, me and you, Cody, both watched. On YouTube, it's on YouTube if you want to watch it. And I mean, I don't, I think it's a very bad, terrible movie. We both watched the movie, but it's almost worth saying to people, you got to watch this, this train wreck. The way people talk about Neil Breen movies or The Room or Andy Sedaris movies, go out and watch this, this garbage. Well, yeah. I mean, I'll post a link to the movie in our uh, in our YouTube, or not on your uh, YouTube. I'll post the YouTube link in our yeah. description. Is what I want to say for this episode. Yeah. It, so you'll be able to easily click to go over to the movie, um, put it on your Chromecast. You know what? It's going to be so fast to get to this movie from the podcast that you're not even going to have time to make some popcorn. <laughs> Yeah, you won't even have time to go to the store and get some pop. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not even any time well, for that. And then once once the movie begins, because it begins in a very strange way, you'll be hooked in. You'll be like, what is this bizarre movie? Why did people think this would be a good idea? Why are there two people from the... TV show Survivor in it. What the hell is going on right now? What? Why aren't everybody? Why isn't in the middle of the scene people stopping and being like, "What are we doing with our lives? Why are we making this movie? Someone should do a rewrite. We need to cast this properly, or we just need to give up on this completely." What the hell, Cody? What What is going on with it with this movie? Uh, explain to people the plot. Yeah. Well, I do want to say, because you said you'll be hooked in immediately when you're watching it, I I begged throughout this movie for me not to have to watch it. Like, That's right. First in, I tried to not have to watch this, only Joel did, and he could explain it to me. I was trying to get out of this movie so badly. <laughs> where I was in the 40-minute mark, and I said, I don't know if I can do this anymore. There's an hour and 10 minutes left of this movie. That's right. It's close to a two-hour <laughs> movie. insane. It's so fucking long. 
and the scenes go on forever. Oh my god! And like that, like you texted me. There's like such long pauses between the the uh, dialogue and just like close-ups on coach's face, like blankly staring at the other person, and these long scenes of coach being drunk and. Uh, taking pills and long music scenes and so strange. So the first scene we'll talk about it is coach getting woken up in an airport by a breakdancing kid, a breakdancing white kid who says he's a professional breakdancer or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And coach is and... listening to his own band's music. So coach's character is in a band and they were called the Zebras, which is the stupidest name for a band. Oh, my God. I, I thought that was the stupidest name for a band. But then he starts a new band later in the movie. And they're called, of course, the, janitors. the dumbest thing in the world. Which they get called the custodians, but I don't think they even argued it. They just accepted yeah, it's that just they like, were the custodians. So many jokes fall completely flat. So anyway... I did some research. Was there a joke that worked no, in this movie? No, no, I don't think so. I mean, I laughed, but it wasn't at points where I should be laughing. Like this is like a colossal. This is like a. This is like the room. It's maybe not as fucked as the room. There is like, it's this movie is more boring. Um, but like, and and I oh. was like watching it, being like, oh my god, I need to show my friends. And then I was like, no, I mean, it's not. It's and there's a lot of like homophobia and a lot of racism throughout like yeah homophobia transphobia yeah, yeah this is yeah it it it's not harmless mm-hmm. fun <laughs> it, this isn't a lighthearted I think romp, sur- even though it really survivor wants to fans be. if you want to see coach do a scene where he's playing drunk and he's doing an impression of of Adam Sandler and Billy Madison. I, I don't, I don't know if the the director was like because we know that Coach is a Billy Madison fan watching J- Jack and Jill. I don't know if if the the director gave Coach any direction at any point, or if Coach was just like, "I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want." Yeah, I mean, I uh, I sum this movie up uh, in my opinion. Uh, both Joel and I are on Letterbox, by the way, so you can get a sneak peek on our opinions if you uh, follow us on Letterbox, uh-huh. um, which is a movie reviewing um, you weren't, app. It's like a you weren't on until I told you to go on it last week, <laughs> but yeah, no, I was I was on it but before. That, you did your first review last week. Yeah, but I had already been on it. You commented on all the movies that I <laughs> said I watched. Okay, go on, go on. Your uh, we your your review of the movie. Um, yeah, so I said uh, this is what happens when you give someone that's never watched a film before a camera phone. Yeah, and $10. it's very cheap looking. Um, the editing is so bad, like the 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 reaction shots on all the actors. The the I mean, so the story is is that Coach was talking to somebody on a plane. And the guy and the guy knew the producer of the movie or he was the producer or something and was like he was a producer and his friend was trying to make this movie and he was just thinking talking to coach and coach he didn't he hadn't seen coach and survivor yet and he was like oh this guy is going to be good for this movie I'll hook them up and I think 
and a lot of people were saying as well, without Coach, this movie wasn't wouldn't get made. So I think Coach read the script and was like, he was coming off of Heroes versus Villains. He's the height of his popularity in between HVV and uh, South Pacific. So he was like, oh, I want to make this movie. I'm going to be the main character. I'm going to get to sing in it. I'm going to because he because Coach is like a, a a music teacher in real life. Like he's a maestro, and. So he it so it just became this big vanity project for coach so much so that he like gets them to to hire Danielle De Lorenzo and you know apparently he talked to her about it at the at the um Heroes versus Villains finale where she said oh I'm an actress and he was like oh you should come and play my love interest in this movie I'm doing I don't know if coach was like oh my god I want to do a love scene with Danielle DiLorenzo or whatever if they were hooking up or whatever but you know there it's uh it's a very it's very strange it's very clearly that it's just like I wouldn't I if I watched that movie I wouldn't have been surprised if coach had written and directed that movie you know what I mean it's it seems like a big vanity project for him well, this I mean the fact that Dan, Danielle uh, De Lorenzo told him that she's an actor is the biggest swerve yeah. of them all um after watching this movie but also this has one piece of trivia okay. on IMDb and it says the the actors that played Gavin Larson and Tuesday were both on the TV competition show <laughs> Survivor. And then underneath it says one of two uh, people found this yeah, interesting. Well, that, that's the thing. The only reason this movie exists is because of that, of, because of that fact. Nobody is going to that IMDb page if they don't already know who Danielle and Coach are. Because this movie does not exist. If, like, it doesn't happen if not for those two people being in the movie. There's no, there's no notoriety. This movie gets totally swept under the rug. I mean, it already is swept under the rug. There, this isn't a movie. This movie ended up on YouTube. They had a they had a premiere for it in like like Missouri or something. No, like yeah, Springfield, Missouri or something like that. It's like they and, and the only people that in, in, attended the premiere were just friends of the people that were in it or there and stuff. It's like it's not a real movie. It's. It, it it almost feels bad to come on a podcast and talk shit about it so much because it's just like some kid who made a movie uh, and I, I would love to see like the behind the scenes of it to see like coach uh, and this kid that made the movie. Oh my gosh. I Is think he kid? was like he, how old he this was person? I the guy that peak. made the movie was was like in his 20s. I mean, like this movie. Honestly, I'm surprised to see the budget on it because it's What's way the budget? more than I thought it would be. But it had uh, okay. 70, well, 000. you know, I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Seventy thousand is like is it 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 also is a very cheap movie, and it was made in, in the two thousands. So you can't make a you can't make I'm, a movie. I'm saying that budget based off of that budget, but they should have well, had a better product. No, I mean, well, yes, sure, it's a. Well, there's it's a garbage no movie. In this movie. I will say there's a lot looks... of locations in the movie. A lot of times oh, with these... I mean, it, it, the concert scene at the end, it looks like they snuck the camera in there and actually had Coach mm-hmm. enter the competition. They're, like, dodging crowd members and tripping over them, and the camera, like, at one point oh, falls God. out of the... And the music stand. is so bad, Cody. Oh, my God. 
Like it doesn't seem like the like the 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 instruments are part of the same song. Like it seems like they're all playing different melodies, and the singing is terrible. And I don't think it's Coach singing, really. He's like lip syncing. It's so bad. The music is bad. The directing is the writing is horrible. I, oh my god, this movie. I I I, I can't. I can't. I, I can barely talk about it, man. It's just. I, go, let, let's try and make our way through the plot. So, talk. So, you, you, you try and go through the plot, and, and we can talk about things as they come. Okay. So, I think this is true. Um, mm-hmm. Coach's character. Is no. An <laughs> There's author. no book. There's no author. He's a hotel manager. No, he's not a hotel manager. Hey, but this this movie, just like the <laughs> movie last week, involves a plane. Yeah, I wish this was the only plane movie you've ever seen. Yeah. So this is your understanding of airports. It's just kids. You wake up, you fall asleep yeah. in the airport for one, which isn't great. Uh, but you wake up and you just see a kid balancing on his. Well, head. he was he was <laughs> only even in the airport to find Danielle De Lorenzo's character, uh, whose name is Tuesday for some reason. Um, it's such a it, it's it, it, naming the character Tuesday is such a dumb writer move. I don't know. I just that just jumped out at me as like so stupid. Anyway, that jumped out at you. Nothing jumped out at me after the first scene. I mean, I don't know because you're you're saying this person was young and maybe you have proof to that. I felt like this was an older person that just did not understand anything that made this. I mean, listen to the kid's dialogue. He doesn't understand what does how he a say? kid he, they, talks. The, yeah, the kid on. says the kid says to coach, coach shows him what he's listening to, and the kid puts it on and he's like, "Whoa, this song is tighter than a screw." Can I get this yeah. on torrent? And then and coach is like, I don't know what that is. And then he goes into the sleeping lady's purse beside him. I guess everybody's sleeping in this airport airport and he steals a bunch of cigarettes and Percocets from the lady's purse while he's talking to the kid. And the kid doesn't even say anything about that. No. I mean just stealing medication. Nope. I thought he knew her. So he first. goes and sees Danielle Di Lorenzo there, and Danielle is, you know, uh, it seems like she's an ex and says, you don't remember when you interrupted my wedding? And he's like, you got married? And he's, she's, he's like, she's like, you were drunk and on pills and shit. And he falls, and the pills fall out of his pocket. And she is mad at him, and he's talking about how he wants he's making new music and she used to be his manager and they used to date and all this stuff. We don't need to go through every detail. I don't know why I am right now, but um my question yeah. is for you um what did this movie want to like, be? Because like when you're watching The Room, which is a bad movie, you can tell what it can wanted to be. Can you in The be. Room? What was it it was wanting to be like a sex thriller, I guess, or yeah, it wanted to be like a sex thriller, like a kind of like drama thing. No. It didn't want to be funny. But this movie wants to be serious, but yeah. also wants to be funny and you can't tell well, what's yeah, supposed it, to it, be funny. It like the there's it, there's it seems like the the writer is constantly trying to give you jokes and trying to make you laugh like and and also like sometimes very lowbrow humor. Um I guess well no we can just talk about it now there's a there's a chinese character in the movie who 
they all refer to as the karate man is only talking about kung fu is always doing karate chops and karate kicks and that's always played for laughter and it like it and they keep doing it like they don't stop and i just wanted to be like stop calling him karate man stop making the base the asian bass players only only characteristic being karate this is like how do you not think that this is like so not so racist like especially when this character's like first bit Mm -hmm. of dialogue to him is about how his grandfather beat up some uh, racist guys or whatever because they were being Mm -hmm. racist and Mm -hmm. saying racial slurs but then this guy's whole character is that it's he does so karate? strange. It's uh, yeah, and so so the, there's this sort of comedy that keeps happening. But then there's all this stuff of talk about suicide and drug use and this plane crash. We should talk that coaches banned the zebras. They all died in the plane crash. But even when coach is talking about the plane crash, he keeps talking about the like the lead guitarist's huge dick. Like, like he's talking about the lead guitarist, right. his huge dick, and he like, sorry, he's talking about the plane crash, and he says about the lead gu- guitarist, not even his giant crotch could save him. No, obviously, what was it? What was his penis gonna do? Hey. Like, lift the plane up? Like, he's gonna fix the plane with his penis on the way down? That line didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I I honestly don't know what this movie was going for. If it was like two like two seconds even, after that, not even his giant crotch could save him. And also, giant crotch doesn't necessarily mean penis. He, like the crotch area could be big and still have a small penis. But anyway, right after he says that line, he we're, he we're supposed to cry about how his girlfriend or he's cheating. He his girlfriend is is actually the girlfriend of his drummer and he's sleeping with her and all this stuff. And, and we're supposed to cry about that or something like that. He's upset that she, she died, but we're, we're supposed to believe all that right after this dumb line about a man's giant crotch. (laughs) That it's totally all over the place. This is, this whole movie can be, broken down in a sentence because we don't uh we haven't uh i haven't answered your question of uh what the movie actually we are, is yeah about, we were trying to get through it i think the way to talk about this movie i guess is to just talk about the plot and talk about it as talk about each part as it comes up because just everything is just so strange but just like thin line basis this whole movie is about uh, Coach's character, used to be in a big band, mm-hmm. they all died, and now he's creating a new band and trying and to research his And he's addicted to drugs and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a very basic movie. Nothing really happens. I will say... we Every scene... Every scene's about uh-huh. ten minutes too long. If you, I would be interested, like, just, you should, okay, we should rip mm-hmm. a copy of this movie off of YouTube and ju- then just edit it properly. We could, no, I mean, that would be a waste of our lives to do that. You don't need to do, I don't think you should do that. You could do that, and but it wouldn't make it much better. It would still look like shit. The acting would still be shit. The writing would still be shit. It would just be... 
But you could probably change this movie from, honestly, this is how much wasted time is in this and how many long pauses with no one talking there are. You could probably get this hour and 50 minute movie down to an hour. Yeah, well, I know, but you don't. You don't need to do that. I'm telling you, Cody. I know you have a lot of time on your hands. There are, there's better projects to do than to 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 edit down 180 starring Coach and Danielle. Uh, this is your fault, Joel. You had me I didn't watch have this you watch it. Movie. You don't. I, <laughs> and I beg yeah, to I knew, be able I, to shut it off. I knew I that whole begged. ploy about. Oh, it would be funny if I just interviewed you about the movie and you described it to me. I knew that was a that was a, a ploy to make it so you didn't have to watch the movie. Like I knew it. <laughs> I thought no, this is I'm, I'm referencing a, a series of text messages between me and Cody where he was trying to convince me uh, that we should do the episode where he interviews me about the movie having not seen it and it was just so he had, wouldn't be able to, wouldn't need to watch it but it was a good idea I mean I would have uh, the listener's perspective and be able to ask the questions that you're asking at home like why would Joel do this to someone why would he watch this movie and then make one of his best friends because it's insane it's a delusional movie and it makes me delusional and and it actually is kind of worth watching just to see how much of a train wreck it is don't you think don't didn't you come at the end of the end of it being like what the hell i i can't believe that exists i didn't fathom something like this existing until i I watched this movie and now knowing that that exists it changes my whole worldview there's some moments in this that i'm like oh that's that's really dumb and I'm glad I saw that. But overall, I mean, like, I had seen enough. I was not happy after. Because I, I watched this whole thing. I wasted so much time. And it's boring. It is really boring. Yeah. <laughs> but. It's just not. And, I mean, if it was edited properly, you could probably get a, stop, a good uh, Stop. You're not going to edit it. Do not edit it. Stop saying things like if it was edited properly. I will not let you do this. I know. <laughs> I'm I'm editing this and dedicating How long is the you. editing going to take? It'll take like a day. You can do whatever you want in a day. And you do not have to edit this movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I... I, this whole COVID thing for me is almost over. I'm going back to work next week. I'm going to dedicate my last time off to editing this movie. Wow. Well, don't do that. Please. Please. Do do anything else. Edit something else. Edit a different movie. <laughs> well, I've been spending so much time on Letterboxd. You notice, Joel, I've been... I have been noticing that, but have you been watching? Have you been reviewing them? Have you watched them, or just remembering what that you watched the movie and then reviewing them? Okay, good. good. As I watch them, yeah. As I watch them, and then some of them were uh, that I watched just before right. you got right. me reviewing. So it, it's 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 uh, letterboxed the app that ever our listeners you can go download. It's a good way to uh, keep a diary of the movies you watched. I I log everything I watch and uh, write a little review on there. And I, I never I, I I used to keep it. I've had it for a while, and I used to you know look at it every once in a while. But now I 
I log every movie that I watch and, and do a do a few words on each movie. Sometimes just one word, sometimes several. Um, for this movie, I just I, I I did my review right after I watched it, and I was just like I felt my brain had melted. So, but but I will say, uh, um, Cody, you love Coach. He's one of your favorite survivors of all time. Um, really, not anymore. <laughs> no, he's still one of my favorites of all time. He's so entertaining on the show, but it's edited well <laughs> on the show. He's also not acting on the show. He's being himself. Or I don't know. Some people some people would argue he's differently about that. But I don't think he was the worst actor in this movie. I think I he's don't think he was the worst. So bad. I think he is just so terrible. Like he's and, bad. And he's in every he's scene. Bad, but like his well, bandmates, his bandmates are, are given less. The the one guy I think gets out. Fine, he's not as bad as Coach, like the guitarist guy. Oh, really? That guy's you think the worst? Yeah, I thought he was the worst in the whole movie. He's supposed to be this tough gangster guy that they're scared of, but he's yeah. sounds so sad. I'm not saying he's good, but he I, I just didn't. I don't think he's as like it's not as embarrassing as Coach and Danielle and some of the other characters. Oh no, I think. I think that guy was the worst. Like when Coach, uh, at one point, um, they they go into a hotel room. All of the yeah, Coach lives are in a hotel together, and Coach lives in a hotel. Yeah, so the this guy that's his old friend or whatever that's also in gangs, yeah. I guess. Which um, which is brought up very sloppily. He takes. Yep. He takes uh, Coach's notebook and looks through it. It's just this little sketch pad. And he's like, you have like 500 songs written in here. Uh, But then Coach starts playing a song for him. And the guy's like, what's that? And then after about 10 seconds of delay and Coach just doing the same beat, he goes, hey... That's yeah. my song. And then it's revealed that Coach has been spying on him dressed as a, like dressed up as like a man f- for like months spying on him playing these songs and writing songs based on this guy's instrumental songs he plays on the street cuz this guy's a busker, which is the weirdest, strangest uh, and the thing that's just kind of thrown away. He says, "You know that guy that has the glasses and wears a suit and walks by you every day and watches you?" He's like, yeah, that weird guy. What about him? And he's like, that's me. <laughs> well, he said, why? Did you hire someone to follow me? And and then you're like, oh, yeah, maybe he did that. And it's like, no, <laughs> it's stupider. He didn't recognize <laughs> coach. It was. He's like, no, it's that was me. That. <laughs> oh, my God. I... I the one guy in their band the we drummer. haven't talked about at all, the drummer. It's the reason why they're called the He's janitor. He's a janitor at their whole old high school. And he is black and yep. doesn't have any lines. <laughs> no, his yeah, old character it's, is that he's it's, silent. So, but it's so strange. But when he does have lines because you eventually find out that he has an amazing <laughs> voice which isn't that, so, actually that so great. stupid so he 
Um, there's this backstory where he's on the phone all the time and, and you always see him on the phone, like from a distance. So you don't hear him talking, but he's on the phone and it's constantly said, and I, this is another thing. There's so many like running gags and running like quote unquote jokes in this movie where I kept saying, stop saying that joke. So every time he's on the phone, he's just like, he's on the phone with that bitch ex-wife of his. It's just, oh, it's just that bitch that he's on the, he's talking to that bitch. They kept saying that bitch, that bitch, that bitch. I wanted to be like, just stop, stop, stop. And apparently she's like taking away his kids. And even we get to meet this character's mother who even, who call, who's like, I hate that bitch. Like says the same thing. Everybody's saying it. And it's so insane. And then, so he gets off the phone, and they're, they, they, they just, the, the rest of the band just finished talking about how they need a good backup singer, and everybody else is a bad backup singer, and then the guy's just mad, he just got off the phone, the, the janitor, and goes to the microphone and starts singing a blues song about how his wife took away his kids, and they're all like, there's our backup singer. It's so stupid. And then the the recording guy or whatever, the guy working the audio booth, like, you idiots. Why why didn't you see this, you idiots? He just keeps saying you idiots. That character over and is over also again. really strange. He he's for some reason is in a wheelchair. <laughs> and he's like I is the actual guy? I don't think so. No, no. There's so much dumb shit in this movie. They're probably like, oh, and that guy, he's in a wheelchair. This is this is what happens when you have a person with a checklist watching movies and saying to himself, if I ever write a movie, I'm going to need this. And then he's watching movies and he adds oh, to God. that list yeah. every time he watches one. I'm going to need uh, lines of dialogue like this. And this is to show their friendship, mm-hmm. this witty dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And how about uh, when he originally goes to that guitar shop and right. asks that guy in the guitar shop if he wants? Yeah, to before join they the meet band. the real bassist, they meet another guy who's like a total dick. And then, and then you think he might be uh, coming back, <laughs> and then you don't see him again for the rest of the movie. Yeah, and the guy says. Uh, I forget what the name was. It was like Jimmy or something like that. And Coach is like, I'm a friend of uh, Jimmy. And the guy's like, any friend of Jimmy's a friend of mine. And then Coach is like, I want you to join my band. And then the guy's immediately freaks out at him. And he's like, like, I join your band. Uh, and then he, he starts arguing with Coach or yelling at Coach, yeah. but not facing him at all until he walks straight well, out about of the that building. Is- that guy is probably the best actor in the movie, the guy that does that rant. He's actually not that bad. I don't know, man. You couldn't even hear his dialogue. He didn't turn <laughs> around. He just <laughs> yeah. And then the but wall. then immediately after they meet their their um real bassist to like auditions for them. And I don't know if the, it was the joke was supposed to be that he's so bad, but he's like really bad at bass when he like auditions for them and they don't think like no he's bad at bass they all just like yeah you're a bassist now well because coach loves karate yeah i guess i don't know i I, today i watched um uh the episode of coach's first season token chains where he goes to exile island 
which is, you know, uh, an all-timer episode of Survivor. It's so funny and so good. Um, and yeah, the His one where he, yeah, he's playing the martyr. And I just, I thought, I, was, I wanted to watch a coach episode, and I thought, oh, well, I'll watch the, 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 the best one. And <laughs> he is a different coach in Token Jeans. He, is, he seems a lot less self-aware in Token Jeans, and even in some of Heroes versus Villains. He's, he's... Well, the first episode of Heroes versus Villains might be one of the best coach. It might be the best. Why do you say that? As well. The first episode of Heroes what, versus what is Villains? he doing that one? Because he has the uh, the cold. Oh uh, yeah, okay. That that's what I um, think of. Yeah. He also has that's the whole love story between Jerry. him and the Black Widow. Yeah, is in that episode. We're talking on uh, and more talk on Jerry also, next week. Yeah, more talk on Jerry next week. But also, Coach has the moment with Rob saying um, that, or talking about uh, how no one in their right mind uh, would go up and try to get that coconut out of the oh, tree yeah. like that. But he might just know the right idiot for it. And then Coach comes out with like slow, <laughs> slow motion right. in this epic. Well, music. I really like the Coach episode in, in Here's versus Villains. Right after the Randy vote out, where where at that tribal council, Sa- Sandra is like talking about Coach, how he talks a big game but doesn't actually do anything around camp. So the next day, Coach does a bunch of Coach G on the island, and that's the the scene where Tyson like says all this stuff he doesn't like about Coach. He's like, "Well, Coach, if you don't want people to make fun of you, you don't wear a don't wear a feather at tribal council. Don't." Say your poems. Don't quote people. Yeah, it, it makes, makes you, you look, look like, like an, an asshole. asshole. <laughs> I mean, and and the thing about I do like South Pacific as a season. Uh, maybe not. A, it's not. It's not in my first half of on my Survivor rankings. But as we say, and bad Survivor is still Survivor. So, um, but South Pacific coach is very different. He on the other ones. He it's kind of seems like he's trying to be a good TV character. He's trying to, you know, come back. He's, you know, trying to be interesting and stuff like that. But on South Pacific, this is after he's been in the movie. You know, it's an it's interesting to track, like, what... Because it did never, ever really seem like Coach was there really to win. Do you, do you think Coach is, goes to Survivor to win? You know, it, except in South Pacific, it does seem like he wants to win. In... It, well, it seemed yeah, like he exactly. was going to exactly. And, and, but in Token Chains and Heroes versus Villains, I don't... I think he's there to be more of a TV... Like, especially in Heroes versus Villains, he he does not like that he's on the Villains tribe. He does not like the way he came across in Token Chains. He's on a very different mission in Heroes versus Villains. You know what I mean? And I think he is also yeah. proud of the way he came off in Heroes versus Villains as this, like, dragon slayed by... Uh, uh, Russell Hans in this like noble way, you know, blah blah blah. I think he's 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 satisfied with the way he came off there. So he does this movie and then he comes back and he's gonna be this like Boston Rob type, um, in and like be honorable and all this stuff in South Pacific and uh, like obviously we watching him on all these seasons are are able to you even as a coach fan we can watch him and be like coach is kind of full of shit. Even in South Pacific, where he is trying to win, he's well, full of shit the whole way a, through. 
that's his whole thing. That's why that's we why love him, love sure. Him. But it, it like, does he know that he's full of shit? Um, he, he, I think he's got to be. Aware. Like I, I, I listen to him on Rob has a podcast. You see his Instagram videos and all this stuff. You know, he's like he's. I think he's in on the joke, but not like fully. You know, he he right. gets the show. He gets that Survivor is a show. He gets that when he makes appearances on Instagram and cameo, he's doing a thing. You know, I don't think he's like coach. When he's with his kids, you know, like he, like he's very much, I don't know. I, I, I like tries to be a certain way when a camera's on him. Right. Yeah. I mean, coach, uh, I, th- I think that he's aware at this point. And I think heroes versus villains kind of proves it in a way, even though he, is still out there in Heroes versus Villains. He still seems to be being more showy. Oh yeah, sure. He know he knows what the people want. Yeah, dude. I mean, watching watching Token Sheens, it almost seems like he's not coaching Jeans. Coach yes, it, it's it's sometimes you don't know whether he is he has he is aware that the cameras are in front of him or he's playing it up for the cameras. That's what's weird about Token Chains is that like he's he's got this like bravura about him that it's you're not sure whether it's him or he's playing it up for the cameras um, in a weird way. Like even, especially in that exile episode where he's being a martyr and and Aaron uh, clearly has been, is the one that's been with him the longest. And he says, oh, I'm going to go to exile and I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to drink water. I'm not going to make a fire. And she's like, he's full of shit. Like he just wants to be, he just wants to do that so he can, you know, be a martyr and not do well in the challenge and blah, blah, blah. Like even when like he's talking about his back, he's complaining about his back after he loses the challenge. And Jeff, like, do you want me to get medical? And Coach is like, no, don't get medical. Medical comes. They see what I'm going through. They'll pull me out of the game. I won't let them do that. They're not pulling me out of the game. It's just so he's such a drama queen. (laughs) And I can I can see him being the type to be like on a plane with somebody finding out that they're making a movie and being like, yeah, I'm going to be in your movie and not like, like being like, Hey, I w- I'm going to be the lead in your movie. I was in survivor. So let's, we're going to do this now and, and not being there for the whole, like going out for auditions does n- never wants to audition and will not be Colby and red eye. We'll never be Colby and red. eye. will only be in your movie if I'm the main character and I can do whatever I want. Yeah, well, he destroyed Colby okay. in Heroes vs. Villains, so why would he take anything short of the lead role? <laughs> so you think Colby settled for uh, the role of the security guard in Red Eye instead of the Killian Murphy character because uh, of Co- because Coach tackled him in episode one of Heroes vs. Villains? Honestly, yeah. I think because of what happened with Coach, <laughs> Colby immediately took down a lot of his value. And (laughs) I will say red eye having before heroes versus villains. 
Um, yeah, right. Not the filming. Yes, the filming. So Red Eye comes out, nah. and then he films Red Eye? How does that work? Man, oh, man. My theory... My theory. Works. Yeah. My theory works. So how do we... It, it, I, there is some bonkers... I guess... Okay, so now let's talk about Danielle DiLorenzo. So Danielle, um, I've talked right. about before, when I saw her in season 12 of Survivor. So let's see. That was in 2006. I was, you know, 12 or 13 year, years old. You do the math. Okay. Danielle DiLorenzo... Uh, it, uh, let's think. Talk about her ni- her 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 initials, okay? What are Daniel DiLorenzo? What's her initials? I'm well. I'm, I'm just gonna going say to it. You know, she's got you know a pair of boobs, and uh, uh, oh my god! Did you write <laughs> this one eighty movie? Well, I I'm just saying when I saw her in season twelve of Survivor, which is. In my head, one of like like when when I was a kid, that was my favorite season of Survivor. I loved that season. Um, for whatever reason, that's the one that stands out in my head the most. That's the one like I haven't watched in my adult years, but I remember like everything that happens in it. And I w- I really want to rewatch that season. Right. Maybe we do an episode on it. Um. Uh. Anyway. I'm begging to watch actual Survivor. Well, at this point. we we got to get through Komodos versus Cobra first. <laughs> and no one's no one's saying you can't watch actual Survivor. I can't Ugh. even do it anymore, I just man. Right into the mic. Cobra. I'm sorry. I know you don't give a shit about me. You make me watch this. I'm not bullshit. making you do anything next week. We don't have to do Komodo, Komodo versus Cobra with Jerry Manthe, but we can, if you don't want to. We can do School of Rock with Mike White because that's a way better movie. Yeah, that's a good one. Or uh, Johnny. Oh, Mundo's. we could do a Johnny Mundo movie too. Yeah. Um. But I mean, we should watch this one. My, I told you about. Oh right! Amazon so your Amazon Prime, Prime is going out next uh, in the next week. So you want to watch Komodo versus Cobra? Uh, well, well, you can. Okay. Yeah. Sure, next sure. couple weeks. Komodo versus Ka- Cobra for for people who don't know stars Jerry Manthe, and uh, who is of course of um, that, that has the exact same trajectory as Colby Donaldson is in, and all the same exact three seasons as him, um, and has. A similar go of it. Um, it's it's is intricate, intricately uh, involved with Colby through her entire Survivor career, as it turns out. As uh, as uh, Tarzan says in uh, in One World, they have a quantum entanglement. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, so Danielle DiLorenzo, speaking of quantum entanglements, has a quantum entanglement. With her character Tuesday has a quantum entanglement with Coach's character Gavin because they used to date back in the day. She used to be his manager, and there is a scene where Coach puts on a DVD of uh, his old um, reality show, and he goes to her wedding, wasted drunk, talking like Billy Madison, uh, the Adam Sandler movie where. 
Adam Sandler's character is an alcoholic and does all that. So, so Coach is talking like that to Danielle DiLorenzo in her wedding dress on this reality show in front of a camera saying things like, get out of your dress, let's see those wedding boobies or something like that. And I, after somebody does that, I know. I hate this. After somebody does that, you think, I'm never giving somebody like that a second chance. This man is a crazy person, and never again will I ever speak to him. But Danielle, you know, says, or so, should I say Tuesday, oh, give me, make some music and show it to me. I'll give you one week. And so Coach rushes to get the music done. Then she likes the music, shows up in a hotel room, starts making out with him. And then she, he calls her by a different name. And she still is forgives him and says, I loved you and all this stuff after all this stuff. Coach's character is so despicable. He's such an unlikable piece of shit. And people should just leave him alone, but they keep giving him second chances. It's insane. And then he fucking dies in the end of the movie. Every time the movie tries to make Coach's character more sentimental, more likable, they make him more unlikable. Like the way when they give him this like storyline where someone on the plane died, you find out that it was his drummer's girlfriend. That doesn't make me like Coach's character more. Did, did he at the end? He, there's it's implicated that he died, isn't it? I don't know. I blacked out. What? I remember the band, which they did two songs, by the way. Yeah. Well, two one the first song songs. was a song that they had written, and the second song was a Zebra's song, Turquoise. She, she, she right. my lady, two. she works at a record store, <laughs> some bullshit like that. And at one point, um, uh, the bassist puts on popcorn flicks on the TV, and the coach is... Band Zebras, their music video comes on screen. And Coach just stares at it blankly. Yeah. Like, this, the look on his face is like, you don't know if he's going to, like, get upset or something or whatever or what they're trying to come across in that, th- in that shot. But Coach's face is just beleaguerment. It's insane. And he's just watching this. Well, they're trying to come across that they think they're clever making a pop-up mm. video parody, I guess. Or not parody. I I don't know. Just they copied pop up video basically, and I guess they couldn't popcorn get the rights flicks. for pop up video. So they popcorn. They oh, called it popcorn, popcorn video. I thought it was popcorn sure, flicks. Didn't they? I thought it was popcorn video. But anyways, it was supposed to be pop up video, uh, which is an actual thing. Gives you facts about the music video. Mm-hmm. One of the facts in this. So one of the fake facts about the, let me the zebra light up this music, music video. Yeah, so one of the facts for this music video, this music video is very basically shot. Everyone in it is just playing their instrument. No, no. one's doing anything special. And it says, as one of the facts, this video took 15 <laughs> days to shoot. <laughs> 15 days. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> you, I, I don't know if everyone that is listening to this podcast is in film, but I think you got to know, even if you're not, 
15 days is such a short amount or such a long amount of time for basic for shots. For a music video. What t- show me a music video that 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 takes more than one day to shoot, you know? Like No. Yeah, I mean, I've, me too. I've been on set of music videos, ones that look a lot more complicated than that. They're one day, one day, maybe two, depending. The, uh, one like this, this would be a half day. You'd you'd be like, oh, we're in and out. Maybe not even. You just shot them playing the instrument. You'd probably honestly only be in another there for thing. Two hours is is like at this band, the Zebras. He they keep talking about it like it was this huge deal. But every time he brings it up, nobody knows what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> well, because I think those were actual people. I A lot of this, it's shot <laughs> like it's a prank show. And the people don't know they're in a movie. And I honestly think a lot of the people he communicates with also don't know that it's a movie. And yeah, they don't I guess it's... I guess it As it looks like it, yeah like just for last gags or like prank patrol or something it looks like cheap like that because like shows like that use sh- no I well, mean yeah shows no like lighting. that use cheap cameras so that they can shoot as much as they want. Um, Does it say there's a cinematographer? <laughs> Let me IMDb this because you would like a him, cinematographer was just a you'd a like him to you'd like him this. to be taken out to pastures and shot. <laughs> well, I mean, there's no lighting. They, no, uh, people don't. They don't they, I don't think these people were filmmakers. That's why I do kind of feel bad talking shit about this movie. I, I feel less bad because it's Coach. But I do want to talk about Danielle because she is, you know, a, a survivor. So we should be talking about her as well. It, it, it's Coach's movie and Coach is the more thrilling character. We'll talk. We've obviously talked a bunch about Coach and this podcast has a lot indebted to the the legend of coach but uh, uh danielle she's a beautiful woman that you know i had a crush on when i was 12 or 13 um she's in survivor exile island um makes it final two all the way um she's brought onto heroes versus villains you know she's not a hu- like she's not a great tv character you know she's you know, has some good confessionals and obviously piss, pisses people off along the way, you know, has this like really, uh, really thick Boston accent, um, gets cast on the villains tribe. And you can think back and be like, there's so many better people that have could, that could have been in on the villains tribe. Um, uh, uh, like women in the first 19 seasons of Survivor, but you're like, ah, oh, whatever. I mean, me, I mean, I, I love Danielle, and I think she's good uh, in Exile Island and good in Heroes vs. Villains, but, you know, she is one of the forgettable people. If you look at the entire Heroes vs. Villains cast, you don't think, Danielle, who's she again? You know, even though she made it to Final Two uh, and lost against Aris. Um, right. And in Heroes versus Villains, she's intring- intrinsically linked to Parvati and Russell. They're they're like this terrible three, uh, but then Jerry joins their four, and then like Danielle gets all but forgotten until her boot episode, where she basically talks her way out of the game by talking about how close she is with Parvati at a thing. And I mean, Russell's trying to Russell's being a huge dick in that episode, but also Danielle is it's not being a great Survivor player at that point. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all you can really talk about her survivor career. You can tell, 
you know, she's she's a pretty girl. You can see if I don't know whether she had aspirations for acting before or after she was on Survivor, but I looked to scroll her Instagram for a bit. She does talk in some posts how she lived in L.A. for 10 years, tried to be an actress, has has a few credits on IMDb and stuff. So, But this is like the high credit because of the coach link. I don't know. What did you think of Danielle in this movie and in Survivor in general? I mean, I hardly remember Danielle in Survivor. You haven't watched Exile and Island, though, have you? Uh, I believe I have. I definitely yeah. did back in the day. And, yeah, I mean, Danielle is awful in this movie, too. It, there's not a good person in this movie. And, honestly, here's the thing. Because you can blame, blame it on the dialogue, it on the which dialogue. is bad. But the actors are just as bad as the dialogue, if not worse. They can't even attempt to yeah. make anything of this. Uh, Danielle, I mean, yeah, I understand why Danielle and uh, Coach are in this movie. They're both in Survivor. You can give that a pass. You're like, okay, you got huge stars in this, and honestly, you don't have to pay that much for them. Or not like huge stars, but recognizable stars. Yeah, I mean, but Survivor's I don't, but, a popular show. But people right? aren't going so up people, to the cineplexes to see their favorite survivors. That's not. It's, it's, no, but I think the idea of this is like to have it on a shelf and then someone's like, whoa, coach? Oh, and Danielle from Survivor? Cool, I'll yeah. pick this up or whatever. You know, like it, it's at least a name. Because that's, that's what you kind of need. Like. It's better than if this was called 180 and you didn't. Well, recognize that's what I mean. If uh, yeah, if if the if the survivors weren't in it, 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 like nobody would be talking it on a pod on about a, about it on a podcast ever, you know. Uh, it, like there no. would be it it, it, but, it would have premiered at that theater. People would have like eventually given out some DVDs and you know tried to get them to sell at a Trader Joe's or something, but nobody would ever ever talk about it. And maybe it would be uploaded on YouTube. Maybe not. You know, we watch it on YouTube now because of Coach. Nobody else, if, if Coach wasn't in it, nobody would ever look at that movie and watch it all the way through unless it was a friend of theirs. Uh, it's uh, at least, at least yeah. with so, Komodo versus Cobra, which is this dumb movie. Um, it's directed by somebody who made, you know, Chopping Mall back in the day. I know Chopping Mall. I made some sequels along the way. Komodo vs. Cobra makes it to... It's at least on Amazon Prime. Like, I have a feeling that's not going to be a very good movie, but it's on Amazon Prime. Where we're... Nobody's going to think yeah, about uh, 180 movie. going on Netflix or Amazon Prime or anything. It's just so cheap, so nothing, so non-existent that it's, it's on YouTube for the rest of the time and only watched by Survivor fans. My main point is that I can understand Coach in this movie. I understand Danielle in this movie. What about all of the other people in this movie? Why is no one good? Was anyone auditioning? Are any of these people actors? Have any of them done anything I doubt it, man. I, doubt, I think it's all just friends. I think it's people in Missouri or something. I, I don't even think they're... In L.A. I, I think it's a, it's a Missouri-made movie. It's... It's just friends. It like there was it was just a, a fun little project they were doing and, and now we're shitting all over it. 
Yeah, Woody and Marvin have only been in that. Um, <laughs> the guy that played Alfred, he has been in a few things. I mean, like, most of them are only 180. Yeah, this person's been in a few things, too. The Also, the cinematographer, an update on that, is the producer. Mm-hmm. So, I... I don't, I don't know, know, man. They're like... Tommy Wiseau makes the room with with his money, and because and he has delusions of grandeur. He thinks he's going to win the Oscar and blah blah blah. And uh, Neil Breen and and even this movie Surfer uh, Teen confronts fear that I saw last year. This like insanely bad movie that this guy thought was going to win Golden Globes and all this stuff. I don't think the people that made one eighties had delusions of grandeur. I think they probably were like, we made this movie and they, I don't think they thought they were going to win the Oscar with this one. No, I think they thought they would sell Maybe, some though. Oh, I mean, well, like this went to the, this didn't even get rated. No one even, the MPAA or whatever didn't even write no, this cause thing. No, I, I think it had one, it, it it played on a theater in Missouri for one night. It never got a theatrical release. Whereas like, like Coach says on a podcast once on Rob has a podcast. I think when he was talking about Edge of Extinction, he was on for an episode of that. And I thought, I remember thinking in my head, because he he's talking was like, listen, this is my career. I was on Survivor twice. I was on Survivor three times. I was in a movie once. It was a flop. And uh, now uh, I I teach music. And like I look back and I'm like. It wasn't a flop. It's not like, it's not like fucking. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a flop. It's not like Gemini Man. Like Gemini Man's a flop. Like, or, or, or the Adventures Pluto of Pluto Nash. Nash or Ishtar or whatever. These like pl- flops. Like those are like flops. Those are studio flops. This movie does like does not exist enough to be a flop. You know. Well, it was. It cost them seventy thousand to make, and it probably made yeah. like two hundred bucks. Or whatever it made off of YouTube, I guess, because it is sixty five thousand downloads. I don't know if they. I. I, I, I yeah. Uh, but also, this movie has forty five reviews on IMDb, and its average is a seven point <laughs> seven. On IMDb, do people leave little notes about them, or do they just give their star rating? Uh, they can leave notes as well. So they have uh, one person has it a, a perfect 10, 10 out of 10, and one person has a 1 well, out of 10. Well, the 10 out of 10, written. I guess, is somebody who made the movie. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it has to have a lot of 10 out of 10s, though, to be a 7.7 .7 in a... And and hey, seventy thousand dollars. That's you know that paid probably. There's probably like thirty people that all all of them there are people that worked or are friends with people that worked in the movie that gave it ten stars. I mean the the budget was probably just Coach and Danielle. Yeah, paying for them and and the that that the the plane uh, set. I don't know. They might have been able to find that. You're, you're overestimating how uh, cheap things would be outside of a film city for locations. You can get so many locations for free outside of like a major city. Okay. Okay. Uh, cool. 
You want to you want a plane? Really? Set? Where I'll do I have to go? Set. Fucking Timmins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're shooting a film in Timmins. Well, we. Oh we, boy. I, yeah, I'm. I'm about done with this, Joel. I'm done talking to you. I'm done <laughs> yeah. talking about 180. So, okay, so how about this for a trajectory? Next week, we talk Komodo versus Cobra. Week after that, uh, we'll talk about Survivor Exile Island. And so we'll, 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 do, uh, we'll go back to basics and talk about a season of Survivor. That gives us two weeks to, to watch Survivor Panama. And uh, Survivor colon Panama colon Exile Island. And then after that, maybe we'll do a John Hannigan. Maybe we'll do a Mike White. Maybe we'll, do, we'll watch Into the Blue 2 with Amanda Kimmel and Parvati. I don't know. We'll see. And, um, but next week... Um, get ready for Komodo versus Cobra. We'll see how this ranks. Okay. Oh, Cody, I did. I do want to do this now. Please rank the three movies we've done so far. So we have uh, the Animal, Red Eye, and One Eighty. Rank those. I, I know. Mean, I, I I have a I have a ranking as well, but I, just for our listeners. All right. Well, Red Eye, yeah. the Animal, yeah. One Eighty. <laughs> yeah, I mean. This movie makes the animal much- look like a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> I mean, as much as we said that the animal was offensive, at least it was uh, half decent. I mean, I I I can only talk. Yeah, exactly. I know. I look point. back at the animal. I'm but like, give like, me the animal. It, it, <laughs> you know, like. I wish we would have talked yeah. higher about it. Honestly, we we made a huge yeah. mistake with that. Now. But uh, yeah, I mean the animal's a uh, a well-built <laughs> film, I guess. It's a it it's functions. A film? It functions as a movie. I don't know what to say. I guess. It Yeah, it's it's a movie with structure. I, I mean, I, it's I, go. I I'm the c- type of movie buff and people uh, aren't going to have listened to this long, so they're going to think, "Oh, Joel loves talking about bad movies and blah blah blah." I don't love talking about bad movies. I like to like movies. You know what I mean? I like to lift things up and say good things about movies. You know what I mean? I don't like where I watch a movie and I'm just going to laugh at it and snicker at it. That's not the way I watch movies. Even when I watch, you know, quote unquote bad movies, I'm watching it like in a fun way. Like, oh, that was fun to watch. When I watch 180, there's not much fun in it other than snicker and laughing at how bad it is that's not it's not my favorite way to watch movie um and i don't love coming on this podcast and talking shit about it because there are people that you know worked hard on it and obviously they we could talk to them about race and uh, the way they you know certain words they use in their dialogue and writing stuff and the sexism and all this stuff in the movie but you know they made a movie and it seemed like they were passionate about it i guess but you know, at least it's not cynical, dumbass action movie ma- making. Or I mean, I love action movies. It's not like fucking uh, the Total Recall remake, like something like that. Like so cynical, like they don't give a shit. Um, I mean, I love the original Total Recall, but like I don't know. That's just an example. Cody's not even paying attention to me right now. I'm just ranting, um, as I always do. <laughs> I look at look up at Cody on uh, on the. Th- on the Zoom call right now, and he's on his phone looking at other shit. He's uh, <laughs> <laughs> waiting for anyway. It I, I, yeah, you know. I was looking at Letterbox. I was seeing the other things you review. You you look at a lot of bad movies. What, what do you though, mean? Right? 
I mean, I there was a movie that you reviewed, or not a movie per se, but there was something you re- reviewed on there that you gave five stars. So I watched it, and I was too scared to write a review um, on it because of my opinion. What did so I give five stars to? Uh, the oh, Air you didn't Andre like it? Special. I uh, why? Yeah, I hated it. I'm typically I love an Eric, Eric Andre. Andre he was so too, I thought it was so funny. Supporter. I liked uh, I liked his new movie. I didn't find hardly any of it funny and it seemed like he just yelled to get out of jokes and mm. stuff. I I mean this it seemed like an uh elongated Oh, I disagree. Set. I think I uh, oh, there he's he so smart. I I I disagree. I thought he was so good. I loved it. Anyway, I'm a I'm a big Eric Andre yeah, fan. It, it, um, uh, yeah. So I uh, I loved it. I was disappointed I with this one. Um. Anyway, and that's another thing. I don't really give a shit when people don't like things that I like, or I try not to. Um. That I was so scared to write a review because the last time I disagreed with Joel in person. No, I took off all my clothes and I ran down the uh, the back alley. Um. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't um, hit him though. Anyway, um, I did not. I didn't. I didn't he hit hits him. Hits me all the time. I didn't hit him. Anyway, uh, so next week we'll be talking about Komodo versus uh, Cobra. I'm sure we'll have some fun discussion about that. Talking about old Jerry Manthe, the the original Black Widow from Survivor Australia. And uh, I don't know. Thank you for getting this far. Let us know if you watched 180. I mean, watch it on the YouTube if you want. You don't have to watch it. I mean, we're we're giving you the point. And honestly, you're not going to want to watch it. I mean, if you listen to this whole thing. No. We'll have a direct link for you. But just know that for every moment that is ironically funny because it's bad... There's also just 20 minutes of yeah. boring for every minute of that. It's I mean if you've if you've seen a bad so movie just, it doesn't get it, you, like it's not like so next level bad. Like I mean if you've seen bad dialogue then you've seen like the the room or a Neil Breen movie or I don't know uh, Troll 2 or Andy Sedaris any of these but you know Hard Ticket to Hawaii, Miami Connection, Guns, uh I don't know fucking uh do or die or fucking um i'm trying to think of other bad i do watch bad movies i watch these movies but they're fun they're fun to watch i I find some joy in them i do you know i don't love snickering and what's the other collision course with jay leno and pat morita even though this movie is uploaded to its official youtube channel and this is the official like movie this is the official file of this movie, it looks like it was shot in a theater. Like it that, looks uh, like it was, was pirated, pirated with it. it was like it was like ripped off a VCR. It's the the worst. It's like if you know the first season of Curb, how it it like it's visually not the best. This is like that. Like and that's and, and it's made ten, 10 years after like the first just, of, uh, season of Curb was made. Oh yeah, this was 2011. It looks like it was f- 
fucking shot out oh of someone's God. asshole. Asshole. Anyway. Anyway, you thank you so me. much for listening, everybody. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Give us a five-star review and, uh, you know, maybe say something like, we love Coach and Jeans or something. I don't know. Say something from the episode that, uh, you know, something verbatim uh, that would make us know that you're not just, I don't know, a, a hired hand. Somebody that Cody went to the park and held a gun to their head. And said, oh, I, I give Merge Boot five stars. Everyone knows that if someone was to do that on the podcast, that it would be you. You're the one that pressures people to review. You yeah, would be the one but that I don't, pressures I, people but to I, watch I don't or listen. hold a gun to people's heads. I, you're the one that, you're the one that actually threatens don't violence. Put, I, don't, I, don't, I don't only imply it with my tone. I don't threaten violence. I only have this new formed confidence because we're separated right now, and I don't, I don't have you beside me. <laughs> yeah, go back, go back and listen to our old episodes where we would uh, uh, record in front of each other uh, or beside each other. Some day we'll get back to that. Uh, but it, I, it's you, you can hear Cody in his voice. He's very afraid of me. He he only agrees with me. He only says, yes, yes, sir. Yes, of course. Yes, of course, Joel. King, King Joel. Finally, so I can have if my you love voice. this episode, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Podcast Addict or Stitcher or Spotify. Cody, by the way, how did the Spotify come along this week? Are we on Spotify yet? Uh, sure. Just Cody, check. come on, baby. Get us on Spotify. Anyway, the listeners want to hear us on Spotify. Um, anyway, give us a five. They don't like Spotify anymore. Spotify is a huge supporter yeah, Joe of Joe Rogan's Rogan. Yeah, full of shit. He's, uh, he's more full of shit than Coach. I would love to see Joe Rogan interview Coach. Um, if you, if you want to see the real shit, if you want what's better than Spotify, check us out on Pod or, or Podcast Addict on your Android phone. Um, anyway, uh, are, are, we on, are, are we on Stitcher? I'm asking you. I mean, I would try and get us on Stitcher. Probably. Stitcher Premium, even. Or Patreon. Um, Premium. Well, you create a Patreon. I don't think anyone's no, going to no, even look I, I don't it. think anybody wants to hear our Patreon. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you want a Patreon from us, let us know. But um, And quite frankly, if the episodes are going to be like this, I don't want to record like bonus what? episodes. What are we doing? Why is this, why is this such Just a chore for you? This. I look I look forward to oh, this, Cody. Shit. You know, these are this is this is the time I get where I get to talk to a friend during the week. So I look forward to this. You're lucky. You live with friends. I don't. Well, Joel, you only want to talk to me when we're doing the recording. You don't talk We'd to me. We message all week. I don't think there was one day this week where we didn't check in with each other. Trying to get me to watch Gemini Man. I watched Gemini Man. It's almost as bad as 180. Oh, fuck you, No, I'm not man. finished it. I keep, it. I keep putting it on when I go to sleep, and I keep falling asleep because it's so fucking boring. Boring? 
But oh man, this is like a nice. Yeah, it's it's movie. decent. It's uh, there is a good scene where uh, Will Smith, Will Will Smith, Will Smith beats the shit out of himself with a <laughs> motorcycle. So I thought that was cool. Um, You'll never finish it before next week's episode because we got to talk okay, about well, the ending. Here's the thing about Gemini Man so far. I just keep thinking I'm missing things. I keep rewinding thinking that I've missed huge chunks. But no, it's a long movie. It's so, kind of like 180, but nothing. I mean, it, they like they yada yada like the important parts. And then there's a lot of like flirting between Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Will Smith. Yeah, it's only the good stuff, man. That's what that movie. I don't about. know. It's, just, it's weird. I don't know. It's a strange movie, and apparently, it, it, um, it was meant to be shown in a high frame rate. I. It does look strange. Well, it was also written. <laughs> it was yeah, it, written I get that vibe. I don't know why Ang Lee read this script and was like, "This is the movie I'm going to spend. Is this is going to be my most expensive movie." It was written for Clint I, Eastwood I, originally. I love Ang Lee. I'm like a huge fan of uh, uh, the, the Ice Storm and uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and I even like uh, the 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 Eric Bana Hulk. Um, I like that one. <laughs> uh, you know. I, Gemini Man, you have to admit it's yeah, so it well looks shot. weird, but it it looks good, but it also looks weird. Yeah, like yeah. The stuff moves. Yeah, so it kind of eh? like Will Smith's yeah, character. It looks, moves the fight fast. scenes look like CGI. I don't know. Did you see him get hit in the uh, face with a I, motorcycle dude, tire? Dude, I just brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, I am. Uh, if if you like the thing, give us a five star reviews, and on the five star review, say please help me. Cody is holding a gun to me and uh, to my head in High Park and forcing me to do this. Five star review. Uh, High Park. Okay, too I don't far know. Fucking house. Bickford Park. I, I'm at, I'm at a comedy show that Ben Bankus is hosting, and and uh, Cody Crane is holding a gun to my house, my head at Bickford Park. I'm not going to be no. at a Ben Bankish <laughs> We're not show. bringing him up again, no. Anyway, who's the next Toronto comedian I'm going to talk shit about in the last <laughs> yeah, five minutes of our hour and 20-minute podcast? Um, I've already I've already checked out, man. <sighs> talk shit about me if you want. I'm Did you have Chinese food, food tonight? No, I don't know where this <laughs> came from, but I'm eating it. <laughs> what was your fortune? <laughs> Stay with your wife? Um, today's action becomes tomorrow's <laughs> habit. Action like in Gemini, man. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Give us a five-star review for God's sakes. And for God's sakes, keep on busting. That's how Ernie Hudson signed out uh, his cameo when I got one from him. And for God's sakes, keep on busting. Um, anyway, uh, keep on busting, everybody, and uh, keep on merge booting. <laughs>